How are you guys doing today? My name is Vincent. And I'm Francis. And I'm glad you could join us today for some late night chill vibes, the podcast where philosophy, life, and existing as human beings can become a casual discussion. In this episode, we will be talking about love. We'll talk about what we think it is in our current stages of life. We'll talk about its simplicities and its intricacies. And we'll mostly talk about our feelings because that's what love is all about, interacting and vibing. Hmm. All right, Francis, let's start vibing then, shall we? Let's do it. Francis, this week we're talking about L-O-V-E. Find out what it means to me. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good one. That was nice. (laughs) I wasn't expecting that. (laughs) I wasn't expecting it either. It just rolled out. Um, Anyways... (laughs) Francis, have you ever been in love? Woo. Yes, I think I think I felt it at, uh, strongly in you know some parts of my life. Oh, you don't want to name any names, don't you? That's what you're saying. That of course not. Of course <laughs> not. Don't want to incriminate nobody. Incriminate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a crime to be in love with somebody like me. No, I'm just kidding. Oh wow. Uh, yeah, I don't even know what that means. I don't know why I said that. Um. It was nice. It was a lot of staring at each other. I can't explain how good it felt because it was peaceful. Like, I don't know. It was really nice. Yeah, I think think the perfect thing that you said there was you can't explain how good it felt because literally it's so hard to explain love because like, you know, there's so many things that come with it and there's so many consequences, good consequences, consequences and bad consequences. But of course... Either way, it's just so complicated, this, I guess, idea, this concept, love. In, like, my past relationships, I've never been in love, you know? And, like, you said that mm. you... Okay, actually, no. Have you... So, you said that you felt in love. But, like, when you're in hindsight, do you think you actually were in love? <laughs> yes, I think so. Okay. Unpopular opinion, of course, because at the age I was, I don't think you could say not much experience has gone has happened or has Mm. been experienced (laughs) so you don't really have a reference point at that point but i guess because i was so inexperienced and because it just felt nice at the time and because it was simple i think it was i think it was love i'd say in like my past like relationships i've never you know felt like i was in love um even in hindsight i don't think i ever was uh i always call it chances with love you know there was a chance that there could have been love there or there was a chance that maybe if we were together long enough um we would have been in love but you know like i don't i just find it hard to really when you see when you're in a relationship i find it hard to say yeah this is it like i'm in love but to be fair i've never been in love i guess so i wouldn't really know and like what you said you know there's no there was no um what did you say? You just didn't have enough experience or there was no like a way to compare it the way you felt yeah. at that point. So there was yeah. No reference. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I guess when other things come into play, it's like, it's hard to really have a defin- definitive feeling. Cause I can imagine me being worried about school and uh, having other parts of my life kind of mudding up that experience mm. that I had. And obviously at that point, I'd just be, you know, thinking about other things and not being really fully in it. Like the staring right. wouldn't be the same. The staring wouldn't be the same. <laughs> <laughs> so, and like, okay, yeah. so in your relationships then, how would you, like, describe your relationships? I guess in this case, how would you describe your relationship with love at that at that point of your life? Um. Yeah, simple, simple. Yeah, nothing complicated. Yeah, I mean... Like, I'm just looking at what we have in front of us here. And it, you wrote down the word messy. I'm curious. I know we talked about this, but, you know, I want to get, like, I want to get into it again. Why is messy the word you used here? When other thoughts come into your head, when a relationship has enough time to shift in the needs that both people are feeling, yeah, just in the needs of people, then sometimes I think people don't provide what, they're looking for Mm. from other people and i guess i just Mm. put that in there because thinking in terms of 
the economic perspective there's like value that people gain from being in any sort of situation you know taking in any product or something like that and if if you put love in that kind of umbrella of thinking then it's like the interactions which is what i think love boils down to is just interactions between people like and, and you and you say that those interactions don't give you the value that you previously that it was they were previously giving you because your needs are kind of all over the place and because they change and because time changes people i think that's where the mess comes from because needs change so like so the relationship that you had with this girl the reason why it ended is because needs changed oh yeah definitely so in my relationships i've been Okay, I don't want to say a number. I, I'm not going to say a number, but I've been in a few. Uh, there were never, like, none of them were, like, super serious or anything. You know, the, the longest one I've been in was five months, I think. Five or four months. Um, but they all averaged out to around four months. Anyways, so the main problem that I found myself in was kind of three things, you know. Um, trust, miscommunication, and games. Now, I can go into this like a little bit more, but I won't go too in-depth. Basically, trust, you know, that's pretty self-explanatory. Miscommunication, also pretty self-explanatory. Um, but games is like when when you're in a young relationship, or not a young relationship, when you're in a relationship at a young age, I feel like there's games being played, like, you know, push and pull. Um, <laughs> yeah. like, you know what I mean by push yeah, and pull? Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> um but like that kind of, those kind of games, you know, and um, as I matured and like today, I don't like those games. You know, trust and miscommunication, that's something that you can fix. But games, it's kind of something you kind of have to grow out of. And I I don't know about you, but I feel like there's still the majority of girls at, the, at my age still play these games. And I, I just, I don't like it. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm over it already. Yeah. So there's a maturity of Vincent, everybody. Oh, Very yeah, I guess man. so. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> That's what it sounds like. <laughs> um. <laughs> it's like, I don't know, like games, man. I think it's just because in relationships, people enjoy the tension. If you enjoy the tension to the extent of you trying to cause it, I don't think that's healthy. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I really do know what you mean. And I think, yeah, tension, tension makes... Um, okay, so... I know, I know we talk about this show a lot already, but I want to talk about it again real quick. New Girl, okay? New Girl. Um, okay. Russell, Russell and Jess. Remember those two? Um, Jess broke up with Russell because there was no passion, right? Remember? I don't know if, I don't know if you remember this, but they basically broke up Who because she Russell? wanted... Russell's that old teacher? dude. No, the old, old dude with like the, with the beautiful house. You know, he was like pretty oh, old. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so they broke up because there was no passion there. And like when you said tension, I, I think I, I agree. Love has tension. Um, because, uh, we, we, I think we'll go into this a little bit more later, but there's also that there's un there's an unknown aspect to love. And, uh, like, I don't know how I can relate to, to relate this to games. Cause I don't really know how it does, but that tension is needed. But when you create that tension through, through games, like like what you said, it's unhealthy. It's unhealthy for the relationship. Like tension is created because there's just there's just a difference in in wants at that point. People want stuff and people don't want to give it to them and it's it's like it's like a build up of energy. Yes. And build up of energy. If you don't have energy then you don't have then you don't have passion. You don't have like the drive for things. Like a so, healthy kind of fear almost. Because I don't oh. know, I, in my mind, I relate, I relate, you know, motivations to, I guess, f fears and strong, strong emotions. And I guess tension in relationships when things aren't going as they should go in your mind, then tensions start to build up because things don't have like a set. Things are unpredictable. Things are, things are weird. But yeah, okay. So yeah, what I'm trying to say is that games is wrong because games create tension, like what you said. But I think tension and passion have to grow naturally because of those natural wants and needs developing. And, you know, like as you grow together, 
you will create these kinds of tension because of those two factors. Yeah. So yeah. Beautifully put. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so what, what you said in your, in your, uh, explanation of like your previous relationships, you used the word experience and I kind of want to like ask you about that again. So would you say in order to understand or in order to be in love, do you think experience is a good starting point? Probably just going, going to my thought of humans and people being just really complicated machines, biological chemicals, <laughs> uh, okay. that hard science view of things. I think that uh, you have enough developed in your mind that tells you how to react in certain situations when you have more experience. Where that relates to love is that I guess you have, I don't know. <laughs> I, I honestly don't know. Maybe experience does help out a lot. I, I know that uh-huh. if you're better at things, then, you know, you're better at things. Like, uh, doing it, for example. You have, <laughs> you have experience oh, in that oh, arena. Oh, okay, okay. Then it's, Whoa. you know, it could be a benefit. Uh, if you have experience <laughs> in just, like, how you speak to people, being more, like, being nicer to talk to and being, like, more tactful. I think Churchill said it said this quote where it was like tact is telling somebody to go to hell but making them look forward to the journey or something like that uh yeah experience allows you to do that (laughs) and in relationships i could see where that could be helpful you know yeah so in that sense relationships and being in them and going through this whole messy love process when it gives you more experience i think I think it's good. I'm agreeing to that, actually. Um, so, like what you said, you know, experience with with doing it, as you as you put it. <laughs> but like, I started thinking about like experience with everything. Like, if you don't have experience, you know, uh, maybe cooking or doing something else, and you go, let's use cooking for an example. If you don't have experience to do cooking and, and any kind of cooking, and you go straight to the most difficult thing, it's gonna be really hard for you to you know fully grasp it and fully do it right and if we kind of translate that to love you know if you go if you go straight to love without any previous experience it's going to be really hard and like you can you can use this kind of analogy with anything and it makes perfect sense my my question oh not my question but my thing about experience is that you know some people will go into a relationship looking for experience and I think that's wrong. That makes sense to me because if you're looking for experience, you kind of have that framework in your mind already set out in a sense. And that, you know, biases t- you towards uh, trying to control the future in some, in oh. some sense. Like, like no, it's, not, it's not really how you should do it. You should let it be natural because that's, o- that's the only way true information gets into your head. Having it having it you know happen naturally because that's what the world does it just naturally does stuff <laughs> and so when you i guess i don't know i'm trying like I, I i have no idea what's going on i i just say these things and i'm 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 just thinking uh, thinking and like saying things out of my ass but uh <laughs> but you know it, it makes sense to me that if you try and force something then you gain knowledge based on your f- what you're forcing it to be yeah and if you want to go into relationship into a relationship with l- learning in mind whatever learning is for you then learning is what you're going to get but that learning is going to come from your previous i guess misconceptions mm, yeah yeah so when you let it happen naturally natural learning is what you're going to get and you know nature na- nature's good because it's what actually happens it's real i think it was lauren's who told me this? Um, but uh, honestly, I don't remember who it is, who it was, who told me this. But I think it was Lawrence. How he said, um, a relationship—you don't realize that a relationship can be considered experience until it is actually over. Once it is over, then you can consider that experience. But going into it, thinking that this is just going to be experience, because when you say experience, it's like it's like what you said—it's something for the future. It's not for what's happening now, you know? So 
I think I think um, the only time experience can be used in love is if the relationship is already ended. Then realizing that I can use this for the future, and that's kind of like what I do with my previous relationships. You know, I think about when I went into this with any relationship with a girl. I always went into it thinking, you know, this could become something. You know, I can see being with this person for a long time,、um, but <laughs> I mean, <laughs> obviously, it never really lasted that long. You know, four or five months, but still, like I, I went into it really thinking that this could become something. It was never. It wasn't until afterwards that I realized this is experience for future relationships, and then I can really make a framework and a criteria, I guess you could say, for love. You know, I'm thinking because of that. I'm thinking. Maybe because relationships that are going well, obviously haven't don't end. That failures, failures are experiences. Failures、yes. are the true experiences,、uh-huh. where when it ends, and it didn't go so well, then you can say that's an experience that you can gain real knowledge from because it went wrong, and you can figure out why. But when it's going well, is that really an experience, or is that just? Is it just happening? Is it just? Are you, is this a rhetorical question? Like, are you at, are you looking for an answer here? Because I'm thinking about it. Yeah, yeah, I guess so.、Um, it's just a question to pose. No, like what you said, how it is.、Um, it's not an experience until it is a failure. I agree、mm-hmm. because, okay, like while you're in the relationship, you shouldn't be thinking, "Oh, I'm a I'm gonna remember this for you know my next relationship." Because、yeah, it went well here, so that's not、yeah. that's not how it should be. Like you don't realize that what you did was right until it becomes a failure in the end. Then you can look back. It's like saying it's like basketball. If like you're watch if you're a basketball player and you're watching, you know,、um, your game or you're playing your game, right? And then you watch the replay of it. Then you can start seeing like, okay, so we lost this game.、Um, what did I do wrong? Well, how can I fix myself or how can I do better in certain areas? What did I did What did I do right? But while you're in the moment, while you're in the heat of it, you don't think to yourself, you know, oh, okay, maybe athletes do this. I'm not really sure, but you don't really think to yourself all these things, all these complicated things, as experience for the next game. You're thinking about it now. That's what practice is for. It's just to build、yeah. muscle memory so that you don't have to think about it during the game. You can just be focused on it and not think about failure because failure is for after. So, like, what about you then? Do you think like do you think that the like the good parts in the relationship right now can be used as experience or like whatever your question was? I don't actually exactly remember, but yeah, that's it. Yeah,、okay. I don't know. Like when you're in it, what 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 do you gain? Yeah, okay. In terms of what I was talking about before, you gain whatever value you see at the time. And I guess for for my previous experience, however limited it was, it was just that you know at the time. When we were together, just spending time with each other and just like in each other's company, that was enough, and it gave us what we needed. You can't really learn anything from that because you were just content, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I feel like at that point, learning is kind of irrelevant because once you have what you need, then there's nothing that needs to be done. And I feel like, you know, there's a there's a there's a conversation about you know being too content. I hear. I hear like because of relationships, people get like people kind of let themselves go <laughs> in a sense, and I feel like maybe that's that that you know that's part of the conversation because you know while it's happening, you have what you need、uh, romantically, and that causes you not to、uh, <laughs> really try in other areas, <laughs> and so so like during it, during it, the value is just the fact that. You're in a relationship, and that that part of your life is kind of accounted for. But when it fails, and when you need to try, because it's not accounted for yet, then there's a lot to learn there, and that's where that's where the actual experience comes from. I feel like that uncertainty of a a relationship that is yet to be, <laughs> or something. Seeing the value in uncertainty, sir. Ooh.、Um, <laughs> okay, well, <laughs> why don't we why don't we take a quick break? Let the sponsors say what they have to say. What do you think? Good idea. Okay, we'll be back right after this. And we are back. So before we continue on this topic of love, 
First of all, the day we're recording this, it is Tuesday, November 3rd, I believe. November 3rd. Um, the U.S. election right now is happening, and we're looking at it. So when when this episode comes out, you know, we'll know who the president is going to be. Uh, I'm, I, I, I don't want to get too political on this podcast, but I'm not going to lie. I'm scared for the outcome. I don't know what's going to happen to U.S. after this. I agree. <laughs> it's going to be... Don't it's know. gonna be uh, uncertain times ahead. You know, you see all those videos of like um, businesses boarding up their windows and all that stuff. It's scary, bro. I can't believe that has to happen. Back on the topic of love. So we've talked about our our previous relationships with love and what the word experience means to us. But I, I feel like we haven't really gotten into the word L-O-V-E. And I guess now let's talk about what it means to us. So what is it, but but what does it not mean? <laughs> nice. <laughs> no, so, no, 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 that was, that was so, okay, anyways, uh, what does it not mean, Francis? What does it not mean to you? It means there's a disconnect between, there's a disconnect between the definition of needs between people. What it comes down to is like a common, a common, uh, you know, definition for value like our charter of rights and freedoms. If everybody just believed that people needed to have food, have shelter, have, you know, the right to life, the right to their own opinions, then that would be good for the world, right? Then you'd allow people to do that, but you'd be confident in yourself to voice your own opinions or uh, confident in yourself to have the things that you need to pursue the better things like, on education or I don't know like love is just good one because 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 in my in my you know definition of it at the time of saying this is that I believe love occurs when everybody knows what each other needs mm-hmm. what, what yeah I, I don't know why that's so weird to say it's just grammatical my brain is like going crazy with this but <laughs> but when it's common and when it's easy to give and when it's easy easy to receive as well when it's easy to receive then then love is there you know when you said the word needs i don't know uh if i've said this before when we were brainstorming or planning this or whatever um but my definition of love and i've mentioned this in my in a solo episode i did um what love is okay love what love is not is not being your full self okay if you you cannot really understand love if you're not being your full self. And I think not being your full self is one of the most dangerous things to be as a human being. And it is a major theme in our in our episodes is your full self. You know, we've talked about this idea so many times because it's such an important one. And it works, it's in everything we do. Because if in everything that we do, if we're not really our full selves, then everything that we leave behind isn't really us. Um, And so when you said the word needs, in order for you to understand your needs, in order for you to understand love itself, you have to understand your full self and be able to grow and learn along with what you know now today. And I think that is my definition of love, is growing and learning with who you are. Yeah, it it works with needs because... You know, you in order to understand your needs, you have to know yourself. Yeah, I love that. Where did you come up with this full self idea, anyways? Because every time you say it, I feel like you know I'm in admiration. You know, because it's like it just makes sense <laughs> in 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 life, uh, and just how we talk in this podcast about life and just how to how to be. Like that's essentially what we're trying to get at. Is there a right way to be? And I think getting to be your full self is as close to correct as you can be when it comes to that question of how, how you should live and stuff. And I was like, wait, how, how did you come up with that? Because it just makes so much sense. I don't know how to answer this. Okay. But what I'm trying, <laughs> so, okay. What exactly is the question? How did it, how did it form such a strong idea in your mind? So like what I said is like everything that we touch, everything that we do 
in our lifetime. If we're not being our full selves, then what really are we, what is our point on this earth if we're not being who we are made to be? To be, because each of us are unique. And if we're not being true to ourselves, then like there's, there's no real point to doing anything. So that's, there was a realization. That was a realization for me. And that's why I've always wanted to start all these things, start these projects, because these projects or everything, you know, school even, everything I do, if I'm not really putting myself into it, then I don't know. Does that answer your question at all? I feel like it really didn't, but it kind of did. You don't know what I'm feeling over here. I just, I feel so connected to your words right now. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, it's no, it's true. It's before this, we, we were, I was like reading our kind of outline here and I saw that I was like, okay, being your full self. It comes up. I was thinking like it comes up a lot, but just in the context of love, being your full self seems like it makes so much sense. I could talk about it a little bit more and just like kind of branch it out, but I don't want to like, it's such a good, <laughs> it's such a good theme. Yeah. I could say that it's like, it's like saying that if you're not your full self, you're reduced. And what does it mean to be reduced? It means to not be loved because you're so, somebody defines what value is for you. You know, that's the very definition of not being your full self at that point. Because when somebody just defines what value is to you and you believe that and you kind of live that in your life, that's not, that's not love because your needs aren't met. Because you yourself aren't giving you the needs that you know you need. <laughs> I don't yeah, know. Yeah. You know <laughs> it's like... <laughs> Um, so I guess the better way, because I, I wrote down stuff as you were talking there, um, mm -hmm. to like try to come up with a better answer, because I couldn't really think on the spot like that. But one thing that connects like everything, everything that you see, there's only one thing that truly connects it all. Um, and it's you, you know, everything that you, everything that is around you is connected by you. So, and love itself, you know, when you connect with someone else, it's a two-way street, right? So you have to be um, fully yourself in order for that, you know, highway, I suppose, works. And this works with everything, like, um, you know, self-confidence. Like We talked about that. If you're not being your full self, then, you know, self-confidence is kind of like it's false self-confidence. Mm -hmm. Literally everything you do, everything you see, if you're not being your full self, then it's going to just be harder for you to live happy. And I think that's what I want to get at is love and happiness. You know, they work together in that kind of way. I'm I'm kind of like going in every which way for this, but I don't really care just because that's like that's how my mind's working right now. Mm. Um, it's but kind yeah. of like you feel what I'm feeling. I feel that all the time, <laughs> especially when we're <laughs> on this podcast. My mind just yeah. like ah, you know. Yeah. 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 Go everywhere. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like that's that's. That's my my answer, I suppose. Yeah, being yeah. your full self. Mm -hmm. I like that. Is there is there like a way to achieve that easily? You feel like there's a way to achieve that easily? I don't know. Let me go to you first. What do you okay. think is the easiest way to achieve that? Um, I was thinking there's one one thing came to mind, which was patience. When you're not feeling like you're your full self, what else is there to do than wait? That's the question I'm trying to answer to see if there's something better than patience but i can't for the life of me trying like figure it out right now if you're not being your full self now right okay i see like <laughs> what can you do <laughs> that's tough because like i agree patience patience uh is like definitely a needed thing but you know everyone runs out of patience eventually um mm -hmm. and that is part of you know understanding who you are uh and i think um, my answer to that actually is reflection. And I know we've talked about this a lot before. And even in this episode, you know, you can kind of relate the words reflection and experience together. Um, reflection is, it's, it's such a powerful tool that most of us don't utilize just because it feels like it's a waste of time for the now. But in reality, it's such a, it's such a heavy thing. It's so useful. But yeah, I think reflection is like it helps with everything you know it helps with understanding yourself and being your full self reflection works with self-confidence it works with love especially it works with love like you know we know talked we just talked about experience so um 
Yeah, although patience and Explain love. that, though. Explain that really quick. How does reflection uh, right. connect with, with, with experience? Um, so, like, the way we understood experience or the way we talked about experience is, like, experience, you know, you don't realize the experience until it's a failure already. Because um, while you're in the moment of it, uh, yes. you don't really think about it. So, reflection is kind of that, okay, so now I've gotten the experience how can I improve on myself and how can I be better in the next time? That's when reflection comes in because you're looking back and you're like, um, you know, if you write a reflection paper on something, you're looking back and you're like, okay, this is what happened here. This is what, I, this, is what this person did wrong. This is what I could have done better and all that stuff. Um, and in like in life in general, for you're fully accepting yourself and being um, your full self, reflection works the same way. Like, um, why, how can I do this better? Or why did I say this to this person? You know, it's not judging yourself. It's just reflecting. There's a difference. Um, it's hard. It's, it's a, it's a fine line between the two, but if you can recognize that line between difference and judgment, I think you're, you're going to be happier in life. Between reflection and judgment. I'm going to try and, I'm going to try and figure it out then. <laughs> what is the difference between reflection and judgment? Reflection is just a um an observation maybe and a judgment is kind of like a conclusion. Yeah. It's like okay. it's like what we talked about in like that self-acceptance episode. It's kind of like that kind of vibe, you know? Like reflection is like, okay, I did wrong here. I admit that. I'm okay with what I did was I'm okay that I what I did in the past was wrong. But you know, since since I'm looking back at it, I know I can do better, uh, and that's who I am. I make mistakes and all that stuff. But judgment is like, you know, you did this because you're a bad person. You know, you did this, and you deserve, you deserve whatever's gonna happen to mm. you. And reflection is that you can do better next time, buddy. Like you, you got this. You know, you just gotta trust yourself. You gotta do mm. it next time. How does this before? all relate to love? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what are we talking about? <laughs> Um, I think my message is that happiness, happiness is my main message about love. Happiness, in order to find happiness, you need to find your full self. So step one is full self. Step two, it's not really a step two, it's kind of, it will happen when you find your full self or like as you're finding your full self, happiness will come along. And that's what, that's what love means to me. In terms of my own life, I, I connect so much with this idea that being your full self is just so good. It's the way to be. It's simple. And at this point, I feel like the more I say it, the more I'm watering down its like definition. But in an effort not to do that, I'm going to try and give it some more value in what I'm about to say. Sure. Like in my life, engineering and all this career stuff that I'm currently like in deep with. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough because there's so many things that you realize you have to be because of what you have to do because you're in deep with it when people say they're in too deep it's tough and i feel like that's like from what we've been talking about i think that's like the worst kind of torment because you can't be yourself when you're in too deep is it possible is it possible is it i'm not saying like it's a bad thing that i'm here because i still have hope that eventually when i find some comfort in all of this because you know stress is a thing and i I realize that all these crazy crazy feelings that i'm that i'm having because of school are due to the fact that it's just really difficult but in that stress i feel like i feel like there's no room to breathe and be your full self which is my worry which is which is what i'm thinking is going to be difficult uh in the long run because what if what if there what if i forget what if i forget who my full self is do you ever really forget can you always come back to it? I guess those are the kinds of questions I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to answer right now. Yeah. I mean, like I don't I think the further the deeper you are into something, the harder it is to um pull yourself out of it and find yourself again. Let's say you did find yourself, right? Or, you know, look for yourself again. Uh, it'll take, you know, external forces. Like if you in all the TV shows that we watch, um you know, there's sometimes there's an episode where someone, someone's character completely changes just for like one episode. And then all their friends come in like, listen, listen, like you have, we got to take him back to this place. Because if he goes back to this place, he'll remember who he was. He'll remember like the person he was. And I think that's kind of 
like that that kind of um, idea. You know, like if you're in too deep in something, you have to kind of recenter yourself. Um, and I'll admit, like especially in times like this, in school and all that stuff, it's kind of it's hard to be your full self because you know there's so many things controlling you. There's school. There's homework. There's studying for exams. There's all these projects. And on top of that, there's life itself. You know, there's people and all these social things you have to do. I, I, it's really weird that I'm bringing it up now, but I, and I'm going to talk to you about this right now in the podcast. So, so everyone's listening. This is a personal conversation that we're putting on the podcast. Okay. This is why <laughs> I want to go traveling after I graduate, see the world, you know, because if I can see the world, then I feel like in a way I'll be able to um, not just realign myself, but, you know, ex- explore myself a little bit more and really discover my full self, not just the full self that I've been comfortable with my whole life, but the full, full self with all of the in, in comfortableness, in comfort. I don't know what word that is, but yeah. <laughs> discomfort, you mean? <laughs> yeah, discomfort. <laughs> yeah. That's good. That's dude. Whenever you talk about this, I, my whole, my whole, my whole life switches path. Like the the idea that I've been having for what I want and stuff, it just switches path, and it's the it's that security, obviously, right? It's that security. If I get an engineering job and I, and if I have experiences in engineering, then it's easier for me to get jobs in the future and like this and like that, and that's the main draw. At the po- at at this point, in however difficult classes get. I think that less and less it's about innovating, uh, innovating. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know. I said it like that. Uh, <laughs> it's less about innovating because, because to innovate you have to think originally and you have to be outside of the work almost because you have to think abstract. You have to think big picture, and mm-hmm. that's what I wanted. That's what I've always wanted. Uh, I wanted to go into architecture before this. I wanted to go into like designing things, inventing things for the good of people, to see see people's lives affected by what i've done and when you're entrenched in the work when you're deep in the numbers and you don't know you know you don't know if there's a way out it you know you forget who your true self is (laughs) like yeah okay and 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 the fact that you know you bring up this possibility is kind of like a really good truth for me, I'll be honest, it's like, it's weird thinking about it. It's weird thinking about it because there's a lot of possibilities that could happen during travel. I don't know. I don't know if, you know, I'll get the things that I'm looking for during travel. I know you will. And I can hear it. I can hear it. That's like that, that you'll benefit because of the, the, the value you're already seeing in this. And now I'm thinking that's, that's what it is. It's just. It's just putting yourself out there and really just experiencing things and trying to understand. A quote that comes to mind, like when, when we were talking about this and, you know, like discovering and everything, this quote, I won't say where it came from, but I'm going to just say it just because I love this quote. And I think about this quote every now and then, and it's really close to my heart. And it's to see the world, things dangerous to come to to see behind walls, to draw closer, to find each other, and to feel. And that is the purpose of life. And I don't know why that came to mind now, but as we're talking about, you know, finding your full self and discovering your full self and exploring it, that quote comes to mind just because it's so, you know, it's so, it becomes so personal if you really think about it. It becomes personal to everyone um, in their own way. I want to go full circle now full circle to our, to the topic of, of love. And, uh, what, what I'm trying to say is like, if we talk about what Francis, what you're, what you're going through right now, this whole idea of, you know, is this really, I don't know if this is like kind of what you said, but this is kind of like the hint that I was getting, is this really what I want to do? You know, that kind of, that kind of feeling. Yeah. Love kind of has that same, same idea. Um, in order to fully understand and to be in love 100%, you have to first 100% know who you are and be your full self because that is the only way you can reach love, reach happiness. And that, in my opinion, 
is the purpose of life too. Um, because there's just no other way to live. There's no other way to love anyone other than understanding who you are. And that brings happiness and joy to ev- to everyone around you and yourself. So yeah. Why don't we take a quick break? Let the sponsor say what they have to say. What do you think? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, we'll be back right after this. And we are back. In In planning this podcast as a whole, I think... I remember bringing up this one kind of weird framework that I was thinking we could sort of incorporate to make, you know, our podcast more engaging, which was which was the story circle <laughs> by Ooh. what's his name? Uh the guy who made Rick and Morty, Dan Harmon, Dan Harmon. And he made this thing and um and part of the story circle is when the heroes come back and they realize that they got what they wanted at the very beginning. They got what they wanted, but they had to go through difficulty. They had to go through they had to go through hurt. They had to lose something in order to get there. You know, from this podcast, I feel like unintentionally we kind of did that or, or at least I did because you know, out of wanting to know what or define what love is, even though, you know, it's hard to and even though we haven't really even done it yet. Uh, because well actually no you know yeah we're getting there we're getting there you know all the words that have been said so far have been really really powerful we went through it and we we went through difficulty i lost something and i'll say what i lost i actually said i i feel like from talking now i've realized i've realized that that comfort comfort is comfort is something that i have to lose in order to to be my full self and to really be able to love because you can't love without knowing your full self just letting go and being and and accepting that discomfort is good and it's the sort of war that i've had and i I, who knows if it's going to change anything by the end of this podcast i might just go back to my old ways and just be stressed about everything but like (laughs) oh yeah like i when we took that break, I mentioned, you know, the reason why we went on this this massive tangent, not really a tangent, but this big circle about, um, you know, finding your full self, like what Francis said, the, the circle, because the circle, you know, you start at one point, you'll end up getting to that point again. And, uh, you know, in this story, what I'm, what I'm getting at is, yeah, love is, since love is so complicated and it's hard to just define it. It's it's hard to just talk about love without bringing other things up because that's how complicated it is. That's how complicated the idea and concept of love is. There's so many things that factor into it. There's so many um, outside variables and inside variables you have to deal with in order to know what love is, in order to define it. That's why, I'm just going to say it now, Like that's why this this topic of love this is not going to be the only episode in this podcast where we talk about love. In fact, it's going to basically be a whole series on its own uh, love. Like we'll have one episode here and there, but ultimately we'll come to a discussion of love every now and then because there's so many things about love that it's just, you just can't bring it into one episode. And even in this episode alone, it was, we we gave a definition to it to a point where it was understanding it was understandable for everyone to listen to but ultimately and i don't know if francis agrees with this but i'm saying that that is not the only definition of love because there's it again it's just so complicated it really is so yeah today we just figured out that it had something to do with being your true self that's actually what i was going to get into since since we did talk about you know discovering your full self and exploring your full self um in that sense is love is love something that is innate can it be taught it's so crazy yeah go ahead spitball some stuff maybe it'll <laughs> okay. help me think this, of the answer this is the, okay everyone for everyone listening i'm spitballing so if if like i say something wrong or something i disagree with later i'll bring it up later on but i think my answer to is love is love innate I think love is innate. You know, we all have the ability to love. The question is, can it be taught? That's the most difficult part of it because 
let's say you grew up in a family where love is not really shown. It's not really there. Can it be taught? Yeah, it definitely can be taught. But the problem is, like, who's teaching you? How are you learning this? That's the real question here, I think. And that's the question you have to answer for yourself. So what I'm saying, can it be taught? Yeah, but you just got to find the right teacher, whether that teacher be someone else that you... You have to love this teacher, by the way. It can't just be any teacher. You have to actually love this teacher. So is it a teacher that you love? Is it is yourself being the teacher in the ways that, you know, we talked about experience and reflection? Um, that that can is another way you can teach yourself. But um, is love innate? Yes, we all have the ability to it. Can it be taught? Yes. It just takes work if you're if you're at a baseline zero for love. Yeah, I'd have to agree. Everybody has the capacity to it. Since everybody has potential, potential, mm. potential can be translated into something positive, into something good, and that—that's that. I can think. I think we can agree that love is good. Love is positive. It's a good thing. Since everybody has potential, we all have the capacity to love, and it has to be. In my opinion, it has to be taught. How other way is there, in order for it to go? into somebody i think it has to be taught you put somebody in the wilderness they're not going to know they're not going to know to love unless somebody teaches them to love yeah um let's use that wilderness analogy here like if you throw someone in the wilderness at the very at point at point a where they're at right now when you throw them in there they're not going to know anything there's two ways that they can survive and i guess learn the wilderness um, either they, you know, uh, experience it, reflect on it, and do better the next time to do something, or they can have a teacher there with them that they that they trust and respect. Um, but in my opinion, those are the only two ways that love can be taught. You can go into the wilderness and, you know, um, learn it as you go. Uh, and you know, there's people out there that fall in love for the very first time and they marry that person and that's great that's fantastic i'm like i'm genuinely happy for that person cuz like you don't have to deal with any heartbreaks but mm-hmm. you know um it's difficult to do that and i think anyone who's ever been in that situation knows that and they can agree with me it's really difficult to do that because as you are growing and learning with this person you're growing and learning with yourself too and you're like for the rest of your life there's two people you have to think of yourself and this other person it has to so, be taught it has to be yeah. taught because it's not done alone. Love isn't something oh. for one person. I agree wholeheartedly with that. With that, love is not love is not done alone. <laughs> love is not. Love was because there were two people. There were more than one person on the earth. I could say stuff about economics. I could say how trade is better. I could say how you know that's why relationships form and that's why we need each other because we're more we're better as a whole. I could say all that stuff, but like bringing it to its core, I think just saying that love is because there are more than one peop more than one person here and because there are other people because because we live in a world full of things that are just like us, that's why love exists. I don't know if this is what you were trying to say, but like love can be taught by the person you're in love with we were uh, we were planning like and you know, the Bible was brought up because we're both Christian. We're both, like, raised that way. And there's that golden rule that everybody knows. Love each other as yourself. That's because to love yourself, you have to know that there are other people out there that you need to share your share yourself with. Um, I'm just going to read the, the Bible passage here. So, for those who are not Christians, okay... If you're not Christian, don't believe in God or whatever whatever it is, whatever you believe in, just don't think of this as a Bible passage. Just think of this as, you know, a Google search for the definition of love, okay? So love, it's patient and kind. Love is not envious or boastful or arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice in wrongdoing, but it rejoices in the truth. Love never ends. That is the quote. And I think that's um, I think it's something we can all think about. Something that, like, it, it helps. It helps realizing 
like um understanding love can i think the next question here is can love be boiled down to one phrase or one sentence my answer <laughs> um no <laughs> it definitely can <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, <laughs> what about you <laughs> uh <laughs> no no <laughs> me neither me neither I want to say yes because that's that's the most romantic way to to um think of it but what what it says here at the end love never ends you know I think that's a I think that's a really cool way to you know boil it down to a phrase it can't be boiled down to one phrase but it can definitely be boiled boiled down to a few phrases but I think love never ends is something is a good phrase to to think about when you think of love all right people we talked about a lot of things today we talked about what we thought love was i'll leave it at that because (laughs) we still don't know (laughs) Uh, (laughs) we talked about the future we talked about experience we talked about if love is innate if can be taught those are the big questions of the day we encourage you to think about these on your own we talked about what it means to be a good person in this episode and because we don't know and because this is an ongoing process for us as vincent mentioned we're going to be talking about love a lot and trying to redefine it as we go on this podcast i think there's some value in that we're trying to figure out as much as the next person all right um thank you guys so much for listening and vibing with us on late night chill vibes I'm your host, Vincent. And I have been Francis. And we'll see you guys in next week's episode. Thank you so much for listening. We love you all. We love you all. (laughs) Good night.